It's the Real Roots Radio podcast, on-demand content highlighting the best information and entertainment from the Real Roots Radio team. Here's Daniel Mullen sitting down with one of today's top music makers on Real Roots Radio. Welcome back to Real Roots Radio. It's my honor to welcome Bluegrass Music Hall of Famer Doyle Lawson to the program today. How are you doing today, Mr. Lawson? Oh, doing good, doing good. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. How's everything in Ohio? Uh, everything's all right in the Buckeye State. Uh, we're yeah. all still uh, mourning the loss of our dear Tennessee friend, Mr. Steve Gully. I know you and Steve have a history that goes way back. When did you first meet Steve Gully? I met Steve uh, in the early uh, in the early nineties. Uh, but uh, uh, when I was a kid, uh, uh, still in high school here in East Tennessee, uh, his dad, uh, Don Gully, uh, was in a group called uh, the uh, Pentecost Mountain Boys. And it was Don Gully and Buster Turner and uh, 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 a banjo player that uh, was killed tragically on a, in a tractor accident named Lauren Rogers. And who was a superb? I wish people had been able to hear Lauren. And he's just a great, great picker. Uh, wrote a lot of original stuff, but they didn't travel out all that much. But they would come. To, you know, they play back in those days, high school uh, uh, during the day or schools. And uh, uh, first time I guess I saw them, they came to the Hancock County High School in, uh, in Smithville, Tennessee. And, you could get out of, they let you out of class and you could go see the show for a quarter. And obviously, well, what do you think I, what do you think I was going to do? Stay in class? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. But anyway, uh, uh, so, and, uh, Dom, Steve's dad was, uh, a, a, a disc jockey on WMTM in Newtown, Tennessee. All the, during that time. But, the, they had a great band, uh, uh, Buster wrote a lot of original songs. Uh, the beautiful altar of prayer being one of them that Steve brought with him. But anyway, I'll fast forward to, uh, we were in Renfro Valley, my band and I, and uh, by then, Bobby Sloan, who worked uh, with, with J.D. Crow for about 24 years or so, uh, had uh, uh, got off the road, and he was a staff fiddle player at the Renfro Valley uh, show. Yeah. And, uh, of course, I was up there doing a show, and Bobby and I were long, long-time long friends, of course. And the fact is, I made my son after Bobby. Uh, and uh, I commented on, I was watching uh, Steve. He was playing bass in the, in the house band. The, you know, the, the, and uh, I commented on his vocals. And uh, then he told me who it was, and I, I connected the dots then, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I was looking for somebody, and a couple, three days or so later, I got a call from Bobby. He said, uh, uh, Steve would really like to come down to audition. He'd like to have the job. And uh, I said, really? Because, you know, you guys working in the Valley, I mean, they're working steadily and, and uh, got, a, got a steady gig. I, I just never put it together, although I was impressed with his, his vocals. Anyway, he came down. He brought uh, his dad came with him, and uh, uh, we were just you know a general conversation, and uh, 
we kind of talked about how all of us love the Lupin Brothers. Uh, and we wound up, uh, before we even auditioned any of my songs, we sang the trio of, uh, a trio version of Dear My God to Thee. And uh, then Steve, uh, uh, we sang maybe a, a song or two, just, a, the, just me and Steve. And uh, then he said, here's a song that you might like. And he sang me the beautiful other prayer. And I had, I had chills on top of my chills. <laughs> and, but anyway, uh, I knew that he was the guy for the job. And uh, so we, we quickly just established a, a friendship that never, even though he left after a couple of years or so, uh, but you know, Joe or uh, uh, Daniel, when people leave, that doesn't—that uh, doesn't mean the end of a, a friendship or anything like. It should be that way, and, and it, uh, it never. I've tried not to make it that way, and, but uh, uh, great memories of, of that particular band at that time was me and Dale Perry, Barry Abernathy, Steve Gully, and Owen Saunders. We. We all loved, and obviously we grew up with gospel music. We all loved gospel music. And we, sometimes after a show, a lot of times after the show, and we'd be on the bus riding to our next gig, we would sit up front of me in the bus and sing for three or four hours. And in the wee hours, and, and uh, we did songs that we never, never did get to the studio with. Uh, and I'll bet you we must have probably... There was probably between sixty and a hundred songs that we just we'd work them out and sing them for us. Wow. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Because, and uh, you know we had some really really good we had some really good Christian fellowship in, in, while we were singing it. And it was a uh, it was more than it was more than just practice and rehearsals or thinking about uh, recording or will this be a hit. It was nothing like that. Uh, we thought at some point we may record a few of those or some of one or whatever, but it was never about it was never about the recording. It was the it was the spiritual feeling that we were getting from the song, and we were all uh, we were caught up in the in the song, the message of the song, and it was just a real good. Uh, time of fellowship, even though we all needed, <laughs> knew that we needed to go to bed and get a little rest. You know? <laughs> but uh, that memory is is a memory for me that will stand, I guess, as long as I live and and have a mind to remember. You know, uh, because it was a very, a very there was a special uh, there was a bond uh, there. You know that uh, a lot of times you uh, you get close to people, but sometimes. It, uh, something comes along that there's this little special thing, and I, I'm not putting preference over anybody else. But uh, but the fact is that we were all willing to sit up there when we knew we had to, we should go to bed and get some rest <laughs> because we just love to sing quartet music. And yeah. uh, uh, so my memories of Steve are, are, are they're all good, and I cherish them. Uh, at the same time. Uh, this was uh, this hit me pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. You've had some of the 
the brightest voices in bluegrass over the past few decades in your band? You know, Russell Moore, Jamie Daly, Steve Gully is definitely one of those names. And we've talked before about how you will morph your sound to fit the talent that's in your band. What made Steve's singing so unique, and, and what did you see in him that made him different among other Quicksilver vocalists you've had before and since? Well, uh, first of all, I'll be the first to tell you that each vocalist I brought in is different, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, but they've been willing to adapt and conform to the DMQ sound that I need to have for the for the identity and identity that creates longevity. But at the same time, uh, you, I, I've always tried to let the vocalists uh, have a part of themselves, too, of self-expression, that they could, you know, I, I, I don't rule, I rule, maybe I rule with an iron hand, but not quite to the to the degree of, <laughs> I don't put lock and chains on them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, so having said that, the thing that, that always impressed me with Steve, uh, was was the way he absolutely just buried himself in the content and the context of the of the song he was singing. He just totally dove in head first. I would say, you know, that that always impressed me. And, and uh, uh, he uh, and he may not sing it the same way twice, but when it was his with his turn spotlight. That was okay, you know. Uh, that's okay. Let 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 the artist be the artist. And, and, uh, but uh, that was the thing that that really impressed me with Steve. And uh, uh, and uh, but he he worked and we he he adapted to it. We did songs that I'd done prior to that, but we were also doing uh, songs that that he brought uh, uh, as his part of the contribution. That uh, that made him uh, to me uh, an important uh, part of the DLQ story over the years. Mm-hmm. What were some of the songs you mentioned? Beautiful altar of prayer. What are some other Quicksilver favorites that Steve Gully brought into the canon while he was a member of the band? He brought. Uh, Steve was very, you know, he leaned real heavily towards country. Where he grew up. Uh, in that atmosphere, in that, in that, uh, his dad, uh, Don, and, and the Phantom Cabal boys, uh, I would, I would think that back then they, they were, they leaned towards a countryside of bluegrass, if if you follow what I'm saying. Yeah. In uh, the fact that they weren't not uh, a real hardcore traditional. Uh, a bluegrass band. They they like that song. Their songs had had a country feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, uh, when Lauren Rogers was playing banjo, he could step up to the microphone and he could slap your upside the head with with a version of Pike County Breakdown or one of his two <laughs> heroes. So they they were well, well steeped in bluegrass, but yet they had a country feel to it. Steve was around that. His daddy had. To, was on radio every day, and uh, you know, obviously, he played the country music of that day, and uh, so uh, he brought a song called uh, "Senses." Mm-hmm. A real, uh, of course, I was familiar with uh, 
Uh, oh. Didn't well, Glenn it, Campbell it, and Jeannie Seeley wrote that song, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, Jeannie Seeley did, yeah. Huh? Yep. Yeah, she commented on We did it out there one night. She thanked me for recording it. You know? uh, Jeannie Seeley is, is a really, she's a, she's a sweet lady. Uh, got a got a good heart. Uh, she, she's a class act. But, uh, but she, and she's also well aware of what goes on around her, too, as far as music and uh, yeah. But yeah, that, those are two, uh, and then together we, of course, I, you know, Joe, uh, I keep wanting to call you Joe. <laughs> well, I'm close. <laughs> <laughs> he should have named you Joe Daniel, and I could have called you JD. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but you know, I, I, le- I'm like a chameleon. I, I can lean at them. Uh, you know, I, I love the, the, the hardcore traditionally, and uh, but I'm also I like the you know the, a country flavored song or, or even, even I like <laughs> I just like good music. <laughs> but we would look we look at songs much much the way that that uh, JD and I did when I was a part of JD's band back in the the sixties uh, 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 through uh, uh, August of seventy one. Uh, we we needed we needed to try to step outside the box because uh, we couldn't do we couldn't do the bluegrass that uh, were the popular thing because you know uh, 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 Flat Scruggs and Monroe and all those our first generation people pretty much were still out there and uh, you don't want to go out there and, and in front of them and do uh, do their song I mean that's that's for me, a show of disrespect. If they're on the program, if they're not there, you do that. That's that is out of respect. But it. But anyway, uh, but we we came up with uh, uh, Sweet Rosie Jones and Buck Owens had. Of course, he did real slow version. We beefed it up, mm-hmm. and uh, then uh, uh, Altar Prayer was one. Uh, and uh, I could never walk away. Uh, and let's see, what else? Uh, well, we both came up with Back in Baby's Arms because we're both, uh, we were both fans of, uh, of Bill Anderson's songwriting and Carly Smith singing. <laughs> uh, and uh, I Never Once uh, Stopped Loving You is another never great one on that song. You. That was, yeah. You know, uh, we were—we were. I probably shouldn't tell you. We were in Nashville doing—I don't remember what show it was. We did that. Uh, I never want to stop loving you. And the host we went absolutely nuts about it. Man, what a great song! Where in the world did you all? Where'd that come from? And I'm thinking, man, here we are in USA, and you don't know that Connie Smith did this song. It was kind of funny to me, but uh, yeah, I, I don't remember who it was, but I thought, how, you know, if you want to host a country music show, you at least learn a little history about it. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, but Steve, uh, uh, great guy. Uh, I was with him last, I guess, in. I want to thank late February. I went down to the went down to the Museum of the Appalachia in uh, Norris, Tennessee, and 
did a little thing just by myself, and uh, Steve came out, and it was more or less a uh, we we did a little picking, but Steve and his band were the host band, and uh, then I'd go out. It was kind of a uh, just a general visit with people. They would ask them questions, or well, we we talked, and I picked a couple or whatever. I think Steve and I think I don't remember what it was, but uh, that, you know, man, you know, I'll, just a short while later to 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 see what. Transpired. It was. I, I, I just kept thinking. Well, they, they'll find out it was not. You no, know, it was something else. And he, he, you, know, you, you just. You want to just. You want to be in denial that uh, no, it'll be okay. It'll be all right. I kept waiting and waiting, but it wasn't all right. Yeah. He wasn't getting better. And but it's still. You know, I've uh, I've had. Uh, in my band, uh, guys that have been here was Donnie Catron who had passed on, and uh, and Ray De- Ray Ray died last year, and uh, uh, both those fellows had had some health problems I was aware of, and it wasn't it wasn't the shock I guess of, mm-hmm. that I felt now you know. Uh, 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 because knowing Steve like I knew him and how he lived and how what a he's a clean liver and a, I don't think he'd ever smoked a cigarette in his life and, and you know and then uh, you just think man the guy's a picture of hell and he was yeah but death plays no favorites I'll tell you that mm-hmm. so you cherish each day. And, uh, but he, it was a, it was a good time while he was here. Uh, I hated I hated to lose him, but uh, uh, that's all part of it. You accept it, and go on. But uh, uh, they just because somebody leaves my band doesn't mean that I stop caring anything about them. because yeah. they're kind of my boys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say been here while I'm, I get attached to them. I do and. Uh, but you've you got to, you got to, when they need to spread their wings, you got to let them fly. Yeah. Steve, of course, left a, a big mark on bluegrass with his singing, but as a human being, his mark on the community is immeasurable. He was such a, a friend to so many and had such a big heart. Um, wh- what are some things that made Steve such a special person? Well, you just you just answered that yourself. His heart, his heart for people. Uh, and then with Steve, the the, the level, uh, and I'll, I'll speak musically. The level of a person's success didn't mean a thing to him. He was just equally as kind and gracious to uh, uh, to a young kid or a young band coming on. As he would be to uh, to the biggest act that we have in, in that we have in the music, mm-hmm. and, and so in that respect, he treated everybody right and alike. And he and he had uh, he had he had he always had that little smile, and he always had words of encouragement. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know that's how you should live. You you don't you don't try to base a friendship on the level of 
somebody's stature where they are, you know, level basically a friendship on the one-on-one person to person. And I honestly believe that he did that. Absolutely. Steve Gully, gone at the age of 57, left us so much great music and memories and definitely left his mark on our, our entire community. So thank you so much for joining me on the air today, Doyle, to share some, some memories about uh, our dear friend Steve Gully. Well, I was glad to do it. It was I, 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 won't, I won't say it was my pleasure, but I was glad to do it, it, it to honor Steve. But it was tough. Thank you, Daniel. Real Roots music for real Americans. Now available at realrootsradio.com or on our free app. We are Real Roots Radio.